Welcome to Last Week in Gaming, where we talk about games we ran or played last week. I'm your host, Matt J. Let's get started. Last Week in Gaming and the Diceology Podcast and the 211 Show are made possible by listeners like you. Support my dream hustle at patreon.com, MadJ0, all letters. Let's make this our regular thing. Season's greetings and happy holidays. If your life is like mine, a lot of your a lot of your calendars getting impacted uh, by the holiday crunch. I did manage to get some Twilight 2000 time in with the T2K crew. We have completed the battle for the still. It concluded with the Russian forces routed. This is like 18 to 20 combatants. The players ambushed on a road through a forest. They've won back their still, but the cost was expensive. So I don't want anyone to think I made it easy or I went soft on my players. We played by the rules, I think, but for the ambush and the successful rolls they came out of setting up the ambush, it, this could have been a slaughter. I don't know that a full-on assault by 4 versus 20 would have worked out for them. Um, the cost is as follows. Justin, our spook, gets gut shot. I believe he got hit in the head before being gut shot. But for a helmet, uh, he, uh, he'd have been toast. I think Tracy, our mechanic, got shot in the leg. Um... Two civilians that they lived in that farming community with, uh, they were executed before the team could save them. Um, but they did manage to route one of the three trucks and several of the foot soldiers. Uh, once they killed the commander and a couple of the spec ops that were part of that whole Russian force trying to leave with all those goods. So... What we will play next is the fallout, right? So the combat happened. You've got the cost in wounds, damage, ammo spent, uh, things like that. But then there is the fallout after that. Uh, what do they do with these two dead civilians? Do they go back to the farming community to live? Uh, what about the soldiers that have gotten away? Is, are there reprisals, right? What happens next? And that is super interesting for me. Um, win or lose, our game is... Again, forever changed for this conflict right here. Over a still. They were not willing to let the still go. So I've also got two sessions of Legacy, Life Among the Ruins in. Um, we are, what do we have? Our family books are Scions of the Atom, which is a Titan family playbook. The Enclave of Bygone Lore. The Tsukomogami Hive. Uh, and the Gilded Company of Merchants. Those are family books. We started session one with the Festival of Moons held at the landfill where the Sukogami Hive resides. Two things occurred. The diplomat from the Enclave of Bygone Lore uh, gets assaulted and party tries to kidnap him from the festival. And also some hooligans try to run off with Amuro who is the greatest hero of the last war, and it's a mecha head. So they uh, roll into the landfill and try to run off with this mecha head, the last remnant of the greatest hero. And the shenanigans ensues, right? So we play through that. That was fun. Uh, we did some family turns after that. And this was mostly to get everyone used to playing together. We haven't played in this composition before. 
um, and rolling some dice, getting into how legacy works. Um, and out of that, we get some new leads, some new fiction, some new direction. So I'm looking to see uh, where this game goes. Uh, but like my other games, it's kind of broken up by uh, the holidays impacting on our schedule. My son and I, we've got a session and a half of Cyborg in. He's playing a burnt-out hacker droid who is threatened with getting salvaged if it can't pay its debts. Uh, so he gets teamed up with a runner crew that is planning a heist on a casino and are asking him to ride shotgun, providing uh, cyber support. And uh, our next session, we'll actually go through and uh, play that run out. Uh, Cyborg is his choice. We were in the uh, tabletop game and hobby shop and he picked up the book and about lost his damn mind about the colors and the presentation and the premise and all the materials. So we ended up buying the book and, uh, and I'm running it. And we picked up the asset pack, which is fantastic. Uh, I like the maps. I'll try to get some pictures in the show notes. I like what they do with the map pads. That is fantastic. And once you see it, you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's obvious, right? Friday at noon, Judd from Daydreaming About Dragons and our, our friend Aaron and I were playing Apocalypse World, Burned Over. Uh, so we'll be streaming that out on, on Twitch Friday afternoons. Apocalypse World, Burned Over is the game the bakers say, and I quote, if we were to create Apocalypse World today, Burned Over is the game we'd create. It's kind of a redesign of Apocalypse World for a broader group of folks to play, uh, but it's still so, 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 so strong. I'm playing Bastet, a angry operator, and she's teamed up with the unstoppable loop, the weaponized. This last session, they're both trying to catch a little R&R at the tea house on the ZDS station. And a kill team shows up. Not only that, this kill team is allowed into the tea house unchallenged by any of the security that's present. So Bastet cannot feel any kind of way when she has her ship, the Anubis, just ventilate the whole tea house because they started it. So Judd and I and Aaron were closing out the year streaming this on Twitch. Come check us out. Uh, it's fun and I'm a sucker for Apocalypse World and Apocalypse World Burned Over. I'm back from PAX where I ran Atma, the card role-playing game. It has a sci-fi anime vibes. On the box it says, Welcome to a world near our own, but with curious ghosts, alien titans, and fledgling AIs. I ran games for Games on Demand. There's a bunch of two-hour slots, and they're starting to become a little more popular than the four-hour slots. And I don't have anything that is two-hour friendly. So I grabbed this because it, it builds itself out as being able to be played uh, two to five players inside of uh, two hours. And it delivers. I ran three sessions of this, and it was pretty fantastic. Uh, in short, uh, it's low prep. Uh, it uses PBTA underneath, so 2d6 plus a stat, right? There are character decks. The decks are eight cards, I think, uh, made up of the kind of the made up of the character profile, which has its stats card. And then the other cards are a collection of basic moves specific to that character and a couple of super moves specific to that character. And those get unlocked as as you play through this game. Then there are a series of uh, settings, NPCs, 
um, scene cards and goal cards. And the deal is to play through a series of scenes until the big goal is achieved. Everything else kind of falls into place like regular role-playing games. Uh, you, you make stat checks, and like I said, it's PBTA underneath, so it's 2d6 plus that stat. Um, it was pretty neat. Um, I will keep this in my repertoire. I'm uh, setting up to take another swing at five parsecs from home, but this time I'm using my kill team models and uh, I will kind of theme skin everything to the 40k world and see how that plays out. And I'll let you know how that goes. Let me know how the holidays are wrecking or not wrecking your play schedule and what you're playing and prepping and what you're looking forward to playing in the new year. That's my show. Thanks for listening. Send your comments, questions about this episode to me. I'm on Patreon at MadJZero, all letters. Or send it to Twitter at GoDiceology. And you know, subscribe, rate, and like. Let's make this our regular thing.